you know, and, uh, you know, shouting and losing my voice and, you know, saying all kinds of declaring the things of the kingdom. And then somebody comes and tells them, guys, do you know where your pastor stays? Your pastor lives with a certain widow in the city. I think the, church, the chairs will start becoming empty. Uh, as some of you would save yourself if you discovered that I lived with a widow even if I convince you that I live in the southern quarter in the same compound or I have my own bedroom, just the fact that I live with a single lady who lost her husband, that's enough for you to cook me and fry me and cut me up for dinner. But this man had three choices. This prophet of God had three choices. In other words, what God was telling him to do was not as attractive Come on, somebody. It was not as attractive. Hey, hey, was not as attractive as the previous one. It didn't look very secure. Some of you are driving, where you know, are driving, are doing Uber today or taxi business, or you are doing something that you never did before, and that doesn't look very, very promising. It's not something you can print business cards and tell people today I do this because I lost my job. Some of you don't want to tell anybody what you are doing during this time when you are not going to work. Nobody wants to say what you are involved in. Some of them are saying I'm just trusting God, which is good. It's a good statement. I'm trusting God, but it is true. I'm just believing God, which is not the way to do it. But some of you, like Elijah, have to leave something that is dignified that preserves your testimony, that even justifies you for the years you spend in school, but you are now finding yourself doing something else to keep your family afloat. You are finding yourself having to do something like going to stay with a widow like Elijah's, you know, something that you are not very proud of, but it puts food on your table so long as it is not stealing or you are not involved in racketeering. You know, and it's for a season, my brother. If you are one of those people like Elijah who have to change their business address, their business cards, they have to be, they are not very proud of telling somebody, I'm leaving my address to go and live with a widow and I'm a prophet of God. It's like you feel like you, you find it as if it is shameful for you to tell people what you are doing. I want you to know that could be the hand of God that has provided for you do not cut off, do not cause the provision that God has given to you. It doesn't matter whether it looks like a humiliating job or something below your standards or below your education I don't want you to cause or to cause that which God has provided for you. Elijah had three things that I'm going to cover today. He had three things that he could have done after receiving this new set of instructions in verses 9. Number one, he would have, he could have, he had the choice to stick to yesterday's instructions. He had a choice to say, I am a PhD older, I am a degree older, I am a master's degree older, I am a diploma older, I hold a diploma, I hold a certificate, I've been to school, I can do this. I can go to stay with a widow, I am a prophet of God. He had a choice to defend his previous lifestyle or level of existence. 
He could have told God, I didn't live in this river. You are the one who sent me to this river, and therefore I am not going to leave this address because it is you who sent me. It is you who gave me this river. It is you who made me come to this river. It is you who gave me the brains to study. It is you that gave me my business and prospered it, and I've been tithing and giving offerings and supporting the work of God and missions. I'm not moving. He had a choice, number one. He had a choice to refute these fresh instructions, to challenge God on the face and tell him, don't tell me to go to Zarephath because you are, first of all, you are the one who told me to come here. That's an option that a lot of people have chosen. I am not going to do anything else. I'm not going to look for another job. I am not going. I'm not going. I can't belittle myself this much. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Did you know that every time you say you can't, every time you and me say I can't, you immediately abort what you can. Every time you say, I can't, I can't, I can't do, I can't go, I can't become, I can't do this, I can't do that. Every time you use those dangerous words, I, C, A, N, T, I can't. Every time you say, I can't to an opportunity, your strength dies to pursue that idea. Every time God gives you an idea in your mind, every time God drops an idea in your mind or in my mind, and your response is, oh God, I can't. You will never benefit from something that you declared because you curse your own strength. You abort what you can every time you say you can't. A lot of people have defended who they were before. I'll just sit and wait. I'm not going to do nothing. I'll just sit and wait. Oh, yeah. What will people say when they see me doing this job or doing this kind of business or involved in this? The other day I found myself asking myself the same question. I found myself asking myself the same stupid question. Do you hear what I'm saying? The other day I found myself asking myself the same stupid questions. Because what will they say? I am not alone. What have you said yourself? What have you said yourself? My brothers and my sisters, Elijah had a choice to defend his previous position. He was justified. God would understand. He would even blame it on God. He had a choice. He had a chance to despise anything else that he can do to survive the drought. But he chose to obey the Lord. He would have worked with yesterday's instructions on today's assignment. If I can go deeper a little bit, there are a lot of people who are still Pursuing zealously what God told them to do 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 5 years ago, 3 years ago. And they never bothered to ask God for an update. Yet, 
They have never sought God for an updated version. Yet every time you use your cell phone, in all the applications that are in your phone, when you forget about updating them, they give you an alert and they tell you, update this and this. You have 16 updates waiting for you. You have five updates waiting for you or an option to update all. If Abraham followed the instructions that God gave him in Genesis chapter 22, if Abraham followed those instructions, what were the instructions? Arise from God. God told Abraham, arise and pick up your son, your only son. Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, you don't hate, the one you love most, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering and one of the mountains which I shall tell you. You are not even told the mountain. You are not told the particular mountain. You are just given the instructions. You are given the area, the region, the mountains of Moriah. I know where they are in Jerusalem. I know where Mount Moriah is and the mountains of Moriah or the hills of Moriah. I know the area very well. He's told, take now your son. And this is the details. I know who I'm asking to take. Your only son, Isaac, and whom you love. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I shall tell you. The next verse is very interesting. The next verse says, So Abraham rose early in the morning and sandaled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering to go and burn what? A dove? No, his son, according to the word of the Lord. And arose and went to the place which God had told him. And Abraham goes for three days. For three days with the same instruction. Obeying the instructions that God gave him. He goes for three days. He has a pair of, he has some donkeys. He has some servants. He has a son. He has firewood. He has, he has fire. He has fire and firewood. But there's no sacrifice. Only Abraham knows I am being commanded to go and offer my son as a burnt offering. Thank God God sent his son so that we don't have to kill or sacrifice our children anymore. Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice. Blessed be the name of the Lord that today we don't have to sacrifice anything because Jesus became the living and everlasting sacrifice. He went for three days. Bible says then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. He saw the place. God told him that's the place after he had obeyed. Disobedience will cost you a lot. He sees the place on the third day. And he leaves the servants and the donkeys that they climb with his son. Let's go up all the way to where he puts the son down for sacrifice. He goes with his son. The son is asking him, Daddy, we have the fire. My father, here I am, my son, he answers. Look, the fire. And the wood, the fire is ready. 
The wood is available. But where is the lamp for a burnt offering? And Abraham opens his mouth in the next verse and says, My son, God will provide for himself a lamp. God will provide for himself, hallelujah. God will provide for himself a lamp for a burnt offering. And the two continued going together. When they went to the top of the mountain, he prepared the altar. He prepared the wood and the altar and put his, tied up his son. He tied up his son. Give me the next verse. He tied up his son. The Bible says, And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Man, it scares me. Just to read that. in obedience to the word of the Lord and to the instructions of Jehovah God. But the angel of the Lord called to him after he obeyed. He called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. His hand is up to slay his only son because he knew if God gave me this son, he can give me, at a hundred years, he can give me more sons because he's faithful. And he knew God would provide. How? He didn't know. But he blindly believed that God would provide. And I want you to have that faith that God will keep you and your children your husband, your wife, your children, your businesses, your everything, your job. God will skip you throughout this season of adversity. You can advance. You can make progress. You can move forward. He tells him, do not lay your hand on the lad. Whoa, whoa. Or do anything to him. Let's read together. For now I know that you fear God. For now, after this act of obedience, after you taking this step of obedience, God testifies through his angel. The angel of the Lord speaks for God and speaks as God. He says, I, he says, for now. I want us to stay there a little bit. For now, God knew Abraham loved him. God knew you loved him. You gave your tithes faithfully. You gave your offerings faithfully. You prayed faithfully. You fasted faithfully. You served God. You witnessed to those who are not born again. That he tells Abraham, I knew you to love me. You know? I know you love me. But now, after this, what is your this? What is this thing that I need to do? That will make God say, I now know that you love me. What is it? Find it, my brother, and, your, and your, your life and my life will never be the same again. He says, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. What have you withheld? What have you withheld from God? Because you're bitter. Because you lost your job. Because your business is not doing well. What is this that you have withheld? He tells him, for you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. 
your only son from me. What is this, my brother, you have stopped doing? Are you blaming God for you are losing your job? Are you blaming God for your business going down? Are you blaming God for losing your dad or probably your mom or your sister or your brother or a cousin or an uncle or a neighbor? Have you watched CNN more than you have read the Bible? Have you watched the local news channels more than you have watched, the, you have read and heard from God? Have you been talking to friends more than you have talked to God? That's called prayer. What have you withheld back from God? He tells him, for now I know that you fear God. Do not lay your hand on the lad. That was the current updated form of instruction to Abraham. For three days, for three days, he had walked on the previous instructions. What are the instructions? Go to the mountains of Moriah, in a, to a mountain that I will show you, and, by, and offer you a son as a burnt offering. He has already laid his son on the altar. He has already laid his son on the altar of sacrifice. He has the fire, and he has a knife, and he lifts his hand to slay not a donkey, to slay not a cow, to slay his son in obedience to the word of God. And God tells him, I have an update for you. I have an updated version of my command to you. Don't. <laughs> hey. Just like Elijah, he would have told God, you can't be God if you're telling me to leave the river that you told me to come to. You prove that it's you who brought me to the river Kerith by sending the ravens as, as you had promised. I've been enjoying breakfast, lunch, and supper from the ravens. But why did you dry the river? Your power, you could have kept it going. And he could have had choice number one. He would have said, I will not go. Because here where I am right now is for your, by your instructions. Abraham would have defended the original status and his piece of instruction. He would have killed his son. And killing his son meant all the promises tied to Isaac would have disappeared. He would have terminated them. You are disobedient to what God is telling you. My disobedience to what the instructions God is giving you during this time of adversity. Even if it doesn't make sense, obey the Lord. You are better and I'm better on God's side than any other side. He says, do not. Lay your hand. Current instructions. If the Lord is leading you to do something different than what you did before, forget about your dignity. God is the preserver of your dignity and my dignity. Forget about your good name. Forget about what people will say. If the Lord has given you an idea to sustain you, that is not sin, that is not disobedience, that's not hostility to the word of God. My brother, pursue it. Because the question at the end of the day to Moses, what, what is this in your hand? It is what is in your hand that God has committed himself 
has committed himself to bless the work of your hands. I feel like moving on to point number two, but I am feel also compelled to stay in this because this is the dilemma of so many people that are watching me this morning. Do I look for another job? Do I start a new business while my other business was established? Staring at a dry riverbed will not solve your situation. God had fresh instructions for him. His provision was no longer in the river Kerith. It was in the city of Zarephath. God gave him a geographical location. Some of you, I'm sorry to say this. Some of you, God will relocate you permanently from cities you thought you should buy plots or lots and build your own home and stay there. God will relocate you to another city after drying the river. You are river in that city. Some of you will may need to understand that God, although your job has been good in this city, your business has been good in this city, if God has dried it up, don't cast him. Ask him where your Zerapath is, for that's where your provision is. Are you ignoring God's instructions today in the name of obeying yesterday's instructions? Can you imagine what it would have cost Abraham to disobey what God was telling him in verses 12 of Genesis chapter 22? Do not lay your hand on that boy. Do not touch him. I like the message Bible. Thank you. I like the message Bible. It says, verse 12 of Genesis 22, message Bible says, do not lay a hand on that boy. Don't. 